In the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit, one God, Amen. Christos Anesti. Christ is risen. Today is the fourth, fourth Sunday of the Holy 50 Days, and today the Gospel was from John chapter 12. And the Gospel begins today with the Lord Jesus Christ saying, A little while longer, the light is with you. Walk while you have the light, lest darkness overtake you. And he who walks in darkness does not know where he is going. While you have the light, believe in the light that you may become sons of light. So today I want to talk about how we can become sons of light. And what it means to be the son of light. You know, there's a proverb that says, the apple doesn't fall far from the tree. And what that means is usually a child has some similarities sometimes. A child has similarities to their parents. And so let's say one parent is talented musically or something. Then you see their son or daughter and they also have this talent as well. You would say the apple didn't fall too far from the tree. And the same is true in our spiritual life. We know from the scripture that God is light. Our Lord Jesus Christ, he said, I am the light of the world. And if God is light, if God is light and we are his children, then that means that we are children of light, sons of light. Because children, whether they like it or not, we resemble our parents. Whether we, I, sometimes I hate to admit it, but... We do resemble our parents. And because we have the genes of our parents, their genes, their chromosomes, however that works out, you get some from your mom, you get some from your dad, you come together and you form a child, and it's a composite of the parents. And that idea is very present in the, in the church. I'll never forget one time when I was, I think I was in elementary school or in sixth grade, and our church in Indiana was a small church, and we didn't have very fancy stuff, but we had a very simple iconostasis, and I remember I was looking at one of the like icons that we just got, they were brand new, and then I looked at the next icon, and then I was like, I went and I told my Sunday school teacher, I was like, I think we got ripped off, because the iconographer used the same face for every person, they all look the same, they just changed the name on the on the side and they sold us icons. So I told him, what is this? Why are they doing that? And he said something I'll never forget. It was something he said when I was a little kid and I remember it today on the spot. He said this verse to me. It was from 2 Corinthians 3.18. He said, but we all, but we all with unveiled face, beholding as in a mirror the glory of the Lord are being transformed into the same image from glory to glory, just as the Spirit of the Lord. But we all, standing with an unveiled face, beholding as in a mirror the glory of the Lord. You know, when you stand in a mirror, you normally see yourself. But this mirror is different. Imagine you're standing in a mirror, and you look into the mirror, and what do you see? You see the glory of the Lord. And then it says you are being transformed into that same image, from glory to glory, just as by the Spirit of the Lord. So when you look into the mirror, what do you see? 
Do you see the sun of light? Do you see that you are a son of light? Do you see that you are in the image of God? Do you see that you are an ambassador for Christ? Or do you see something a little less like that? This only comes through transformation. That's why the verse said, being transformed. And it says, and that's why today I want to talk about how we can have this transformation. But first let's talk about how this light, sons of light, doesn't work. The sons of light does not work by just genealogy. There's a famous story in the Old Testament of a big shot. He was a very famous guy. His name was Eli. Eli was a priest of God. And he had, you know, he was a very holy person. His kids, I wouldn't call them sons of light. The apple fell very far from the tree in this case. The apple fell very far. And his kids were actually very wicked. And what's interesting is his kids, they would actually steal the sacrifices. The people would come and offer sacrifices to the priests and the kids would steal the sacrifice and they would do very immoral things in the tabernacle and I think this is a message for us that we can't rely on our parents to pray for us I mean it's good that but everybody will be judged for their own works Ezekiel that was the message that God gave to Ezekiel he said I'm going to judge every person for their own works if a parent is good but their child is wicked the child is wicked so sons of light means that we can't just say we're Coptic Orthodox and just come to church and just come very superficially. We can't do that. That would just be filling a spot like Eli's sons. Eli's sons, they just filled the spot in the tabernacle. We have to be sons of light with our hearts, with our being, not just coming here superficially. I remember another story. I was visiting a family a long time ago on a place far, far away. And this family was related to a very prominent figure in the church that passed away. Big figure. Big, big figure. And uh, they have pictures of him everywhere in the house. You'd think this, like, everywhere. But then I, when we talk to the family, the family doesn't come to church, doesn't have any relation. It's like this one person is like the only tie that they had with... This is not being sons of light. This is not being... You can't... Sons of light is not just by genealogy. It's not by family lineage. Being sons of light is by... With your heart. And we'll talk about a little bit of what that means. Being a son of light starts when we are baptized. When we are given a new birth. In the old birth, our old nature is taken away and we're giving a new nature, a new nature that gives light. And so that's how we become sons of light in the first way. But here I'm going to talk about three other practical ways we can become sons of light. The first way to become a son of light or daughter of light is we have to surrender. We have to surrender. The word surrender means to yield or give up or to submit or to relinquish, or to wave, or to capitulate. You know in a war, if you're at war, and your enemies are fighting, and you find you're going to lose the war, what do you do? You better surrender before it's too late. So surrendering is sort of like a giving up. 
In order to be a son of light, you have to give up fighting for yourself. Give up fighting for yourself. Give up the pride that we have. Give it up. Relinquish it. That's what being a disciple is about. Is about giving up, surrendering. St. James says, he said, Submit to the Lord. Submit yourselves to God. Submit or surrender yourselves to God. Resist the devil and he will flee from you. If we surrender to God, that means that God is the most important thing in our life. If we surrender to God, that means that God is the most important thing in our life. That means that your work is less important. It means your work is less important. It means God is number one. To surrender means, God, you are in charge of my work. It means that the passion of the flesh, means the lust, the food, the comforts of society, means I surrender that. That's why the ascetics, the monks, what do they do? They go live in the desert because they are surrendering. It's a life of surrender, like giving up. We give everything to you. To surrender means to give up on old grudges. Old grudges and old arguments and old and this person said to this to me and, and holding. Surrendering means I give that up. I don't want to hold anything. Like give it up. And in order to be a son of light, you have to surrender. The prodigal son, he became a son of light when he surrendered. And he came to his senses and said, no, I can't live like this anymore. The sins of the flesh aren't doing me anything. I need to give up. I'm going to go back to my father's house. When I go back to my father's house, ah, so much peace, so much comfort there, so much good food. I'm sitting here eating garbage, but in my father's house there's so much better. We need to surrender. That's the first step in becoming the son of light. The second step in being the son of light is once you surrender, then you can obey. Once you surrender, then you're more willing to obey. Because if the Lord is not your master, why would you obey? If the Lord is not your master, why would you obey? It doesn't make any sense. But unfortunately, that's what we do. We come and we obey. We obey, but we don't surrender. So you know what happens? We live this very double life. That we obey just part of the time when it's comfortable, when it's easy. But then when it's outside in a different world, then we don't obey. And then we live differently. But if you surrender first, then you obey, then things work out much nicer. Much nicer. There's a beautiful story in Jeremiah. I'm going to just give you the highlights of it. Jeremiah was a prophet that lived a long, long time ago. Like 600 years before Christ. And there was a family, and this family was not Jewish, was not part of the Jewish nation. And God told Jeremiah, go and call this family and bring them here. So he went and he called this family, this is not Jewish family, brought them into the temple. And the Lord told Jeremiah, set out a couple bottles of wine, a nice adakita, and give them some wine and tell them to drink and be merry. So they brought this family, sat them in the temple, and Jeremiah did that. He had a nice setting for them and said, can you drink some wine? Sounds very good. And actually Israel was in a terrible state at the time. So just to give you an idea that this is now like a very nice, good thing. Here's some wine. It would be very nice. 
But hear what the family said. The family said, we do not drink wine because our ancestor, the son of Rechab, told us that neither we nor our descendants were ever to drink any wine. He told us also not to build houses or farm the land and not to plant vineyards or buy them. He commanded us always first to live in tents so that we may, might remain in this land where we live like strangers. We have obeyed, we have obeyed the instructions that our ancestors gave us. We ourselves never drink wine and neither do our wives, our sons, or our daughters. Then, Jeremiah's like, oh, God, why'd you tell me to tell these people to drink wine? And they've never drank wine ever. Then the Lord said to Jeremiah, he said, go and tell the people of Judah and Jerusalem. He said, I, the Lord, ask you why you refuse to listen to me and obey my instructions. But these people, they obey their their descendants. Their descendants have obeyed their ancestors not to drink wine. And this very day, none of them drink any. And then the Lord says, but I have kept speaking to you, but you have not obeyed me. And you have continued to send my servant. I have continued to send you all my servants, the prophets, and they have told you to give up your evil ways, to surrender your evil ways. But you did not, and you would not listen to them, or you would not pay any attention to them. But he said, these, these descendants, they have obeyed. And then he says, I will reward these people. And that's the same message that we have today, is that there is a message of obedience, and there is also disobedience. And disobedience is darkness. Disobedience is the opposite of sons of light. Disobedience is sons of darkness. Is sons of darkness. And the Pharisees and the rulers were living in this darkness. Living in this darkness. And they would not surrender. And that's why they, the Lord said about Isaiah to them, He said that these people are blind and they have hard hearts. They're blind and they have hard hearts because they won't turn from their wickedness and repent. But the beautiful thing about our Lord, the beautiful thing about our Lord is that He is the best cardiothoracic surgeon in the world. He is the best surgeon in the world. And when the hearts get hard, if you surrender and you submit, He takes that old, ugh, hard heart, the one that has not been receptive to God, and He takes it out. And as He said to Ezekiel, He says, I'm going to give them a new heart. He's going to give you a new heart, a heart of flesh, and I'm going to remove the heart of stone. All of us, we need to cry out to the Lord and say, we want you to take our heart of stone and replace it with a heart of flesh. The last and final way to become sons of light is through prayer. Through prayer. Through the supplication. I won't go very long on this one, but the idea is that as a saintly monk told us, told me when I was in Egypt, he said, the Christian life is a life of prayer and nothing else. And we were just reading a book, I'm not going to go into the details, but one of the books said, what is the Christian life in two sentences? They said, faith and good works. So he said, how do you have faith? How do you get faith? You should pray for it. Pray for faith. Then he said, good works. How are you going to get good works? You know what the best work is? Prayer. 
So that means the Christian life, if it's faith and good works, but you get faith and good works through prayer, that means the Christian life is about prayer. Christian life isn't about just coming and filling pews on Sunday. Christian life is a life of prayer. I want to finish with one quote from, Ezekiel, or from Ephesians chapter 5. He says, For you were once in darkness, but now you are the light of the world. But now you are the light in the Lord. Sorry. Walk as children of light, for the fruit of light is all goodness, righteousness, and truth, the good works. He says, Finding out what is acceptable to the Lord, and have no fellowship. This is the part we struggle with. Have no fellowship with unfruitful works of darkness but rather expose them. For it is shameful even to speak of those things which are done in secret. But all things that are exposed are made manifest by the light, for whatever makes manifest is light. Therefore, he says, here this last part, awake you who sleep. Yes, wake up now. Awake you who sleep, arise from the dead, and Christ will give you light. Christ will give you light. During these holy 50 days, we need to awake from our slumber. We need to arise from the dead. We need to participate in the resurrection through confession, through repentance, so that Christ will give us light and that we become sons of light. And glory be to God forever. Amen. Uh.